Oh boy. Oh man. Why am I already sweating? What the hell? <laughs> I just have that effect on people. Oh. Uh, okay. Well, then that's our opener. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Hi. episode of Cosplay Bites, uh, the show about cosplay conventions and all the nerdy bits and bites. Um, so today I'm joined once again by my amazing friend, Mink the Seder. Hello. In her VTubing true final form. Oh, this isn't even my final form. Oh. <laughs> and then I got my little, making sure my cats are all in order. So if you hear any meowing, that's them. Um, or it's me just, you know, living my best cat life. Don't, that's true. Don't count me out yet. Or should I say, don't count me out yet. If this was your stream, they would have the P for pun <laughs> banner flash above the top yeah. of the stream. We're not there yet. We're not at that point yet. Um, yeah. Time. I'm also, it's moat because I'm currently, I am recording this from my main living area because I'm in to sell my desk that I've, my desk that I've had for the past. 10, 20 years in middle school. R.I.P. Desk. What? R.I.P. Desk. Yep. You're selling it. Yep. And uh, I ordered a new one the same day. I surprisingly sold it. And it's show up on Wednesday, not next Monday. Well, that's good. So, yeah, I'm going to be, that's going to be fun to figure out how to put it together and um, then organizing it. So a little bit more mature. I ended up going with, the mahogany color Ooh, after mahogany. all instead of instead of um black espresso just because of the price um but with all that being said um so this is gonna be i will hopefully say this will be like part one of my pax east coverage because my original thought slash plan was to not only have mink but also uh legend of larcy and possibly Midge Scully join in for a... Oh, I still hope we can all do a, a podcast together. That would be really fun. Yeah, yeah. Midge told me she had stuff going on this weekend, and Larcy was already booked, so... Oh, well, I mean, be... booked. She had work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so I'm hoping to reach out to them sometime this week to set up another part two day. Um, just to get their perspective on how the con was for them, because I'm sure we're going to go over a lot of stuff that both you and I went through, because we essentially, uh, and thankfully, happily, uh, hung out every single day of the con I was there. Which yeah, was... I'd say Thursday was the day that we had the most uh, parallel convention experience. Um, and then, I don't know, maybe Saturday... You and I hung out a little bit more, but Thursday was definitely the one where we, we saw the most of each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, I mean, who knows? Maybe I could also try to rope in uh, Pasha Vixen as well, because sadly, she was there. I couldn't find her at the last day that I was at the con because I was only there. From Thursday to Saturday, mainly because I couldn't afford another night at the hotel. Whatever, I got my fill after three days, so it was well worth it. Um, 
And actually, if you guys haven't already checked out, um, I managed to do some cosplayer interviews with, uh, they were actually both duo interviews. So one was with Mink and Larcy oh. in Pokemon themed outfits. And the other one I did with uh, Midge and uh, his SO um, Hyper Chai in an incredibly adorable Sonic and Tails cosplay on Saturday. And yeah, so with that being said, um, I mean, I got my little notepad here, or all the notes I took of all the games that I played. I've got business cards of places I visited just to get a, a jump start to my memory. But um, I guess we'll start with Thursday. So Thursday, I arrived early in the morning, got to the hotel, was able to check in like the, the couple days before. So got in the room, unloaded, and then just yeeted out, yeeted out towards the convention, which was a very nice uh, like five to ten minute walk uh, to the convention center itself. And it wasn't long after that until, I want to say maybe in the afternoon when I ran into Mink. And um, That sounds about right. Yeah, we just hung out from there, which I, and I mean, like, I didn't even message you because I just spotted you because I, I figured, I figured I would eventually start seeing my friends in the main expo hall, or no, not the main, the, the, the lobby before descending onto the Expo Hall Madness. And sure enough, I saw a giant Pokemon cosplay and it was like... Who could that be? Solid, solid <laughs> chance it's probably her. So, uh, it was. Yeah. So who are you dressed as? I know, but the audience doesn't know. So oh, sure. So on Thursday, I was dressed up as a Parasect. So I had, you know, kind of a long witchy gown with my like stringy witch down the street hair and then i had like the largest mushroom hat ever it was like i think it was something like two to three feet across it's like crazy ones it's really yeah, big it was massive it's gotta be no you i think it's gotta be at least Three feet across. Now that I think on it, oh, I've never actually measured it. Oh, oh no. Well, I mean, theoretically, I measured it at some point when I was making it because I had to assemble it, but I didn't make a memory of how much, uh, what the what the diameter of this thing is. Yeah, the diameter is just just shy of being a problem going through doorways. That was right. my metric. I need to be able to go through doorways, and, standard ADA approved doorways. And did you succeed? I imagine you did, because I mean, you got into the convention. I mean, yeah, but uh, there were some moments that were less kind on me. Oh, no. Uh, when I had the opportunity to, I used double doors. Let me put it that way. Let me frame it that way. Okay. Door frame it that way. You could. I I see what you did there. Hey hey, had to. Where's that P for pun banner when you need it? <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, gosh, I think that was when I started to do some of the like press media appointments that I did because really, 
it really well, you had you had um wild bills interview that day yeah yeah so um i could just talk about that so i mean if you've been to pack each or some conventions there was a decent chance you've probably seen this booth before um it's the wild bills um handcrafted soda um they they oh i mean they said right off the bat they do like non-alcoholic soda um this was actually marked their 20th year i didn't realize it was 20 years in the biz that's amazing yeah and um their whole shtick is um you go to the booth and you get the you have to buy one of these uh really fancy looking like um commemorative mugs and most of the time they will have um the convention logo as well as their business logo um like encircling around the mug you get the mug a decent amount of money but the catch is alongside at their booth they have like the brewery kegs that are filled with their various flavored sodas and that ensures you that you get to have as many refills as you want throughout the entire weekend and if you happen to go to another con that they're at, all you gotta do is pay seven bucks and you're back on the refill train for that weekend of whatever convention they happen to be at next. Yeah, um, it's actually pretty cool because I mean the mugs themselves aren't ceramic; they're like metal mugs, and you they usually have like a really nice sheen to them. Like they kind of have this like cool metallic sheen that I really like. Like you can get them in various different colors and stuff, or you can just get them in like plain whatever. Yeah. But um, when you go to a con that they're at, they you, you pay for just the refill, like the right to refill, and they'll tag your mug. And as long as you have that con's tag on your mug for that duration of that convention, you can go and hit them up as many times as you like. So I find it really smart if you're uh, there for a multi-day con to get your refill tag, like ASAP. I, I had to make, yeah. Yeah. When I, when I, I mean, they, they were very kind and gracious to uh, hook me up with a mug and mm -hmm. um, I made sure to get my, get my worth in, in terms of just getting like two refills a day. But um, I learned a lot more about the company. Um, it's um, mostly founded by, I want, it would either one or two guys, um, but the, their whole thing was that they were um, displaced uh, veterans from, a, I want to say, the Iraq War. Wow. And um, that's a, one of their big things, that they have a huge veteran initiative where they'll donate to, like, veteran charities or they'll even help out, like, displaced veterans after whatever, like, tour or war that they've been to. And um, they gave me their um, little story about how much like the rest of the world, um, COVID hit them hard to because they told me that, you know, going to con, PAX East, um, the event industry, that was their industry. That's how they made yeah, their money. Yeah, it was their bread and butter. Yeah. So world shut down, which led them to focus entirely on their website, which it sounds like after I took a look at it and visited it, um, they did a whole website revamp and um, – you know, they do either, like, build your own, what do I have written here? Build your own soda pack of, I think, either six or 12 packs of either a flavor, or I guess you can mix and match. Um, and you can also, like, get their mugs from the site. And that essentially saved them from going kaput. 
And so I was very happy to see that. I mean, like, I've always seen their booths at cons, especially mostly PAX East. Um, I can't even remember if I've ever seen them at New York Comic Con. I think they're there. I'm pretty sure they're there. I, I, I believe so. I know I they're just... at Rhode Island uh, Comic Con. I know that they, I'm pretty sure they go to Gen Con. Yeah, I think that was mentioned. Um, I think I'm he just mentioned... trying to think like anecdotally, where have I seen them? I'm not yeah. a soda drinker, which is unfortunate because that means I don't get to like partake in their product. But right. I, I strongly support them. Yeah. I mean, oh, apparently they go to PAX Unplugged. Oh, uh, right. Apparently they're also based out of New Jersey. Did you know that? I think that was mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was in it. I took as many notes as I can. I feel awful that I didn't take a lot of notes, but I believe it. They're based out of New Jersey. Um, let's see. They do craft beers also, and I mean their whole thing. I mean, like like you said, if you can't drink soda, you can't drink soda for yourself, yeah. make. But they mm-hmm. said that it's most they try to like harness a lot of like cane sugar and make their soda not incredibly fizzy so you get the taste out of it and oh man is that true (laughs) like it was also certainly a struggle i probably should have asked for a straw i probably could have gotten a straw with the mug too yeah so that was new to me um for this convention is wild bills had lids and metal straws which i thought was especially genius given that typically at a convention you would just like carry your mug open top and just sip on it however willy-nilly. But since PAX was very, very um, intense about their like masking uh, protocol. Oh, yeah. And then it would have been really challenging for Wild Bill patrons to just like, you know, do the walk in sippies. But by having the metal straws and the lids, um, Wild Bill's kind of like anticipated that as being a problem and then had their solution. So, like, a lot of my friends who uh, go to Wild Bills absolutely brought their mugs, and then they brought they bought a lid and, t- and straw because they were like, "Yeah, I'm in." Yeah, I believe I believe the lid came as part of the like insulated version of the mug. So you had the typical mug, which I got, and then the insulated mug, which I believe came with the lid and the straw. So apparently, um, I'm. I, I this just in. They've always had straws. The lids were what was new this year. Oh, okay. And they had <laughs> my my partner is is like chiming in, um, and uh, he spends a lot of time talking to Wild Bills um, when they're at shows. So oh, uh, really? He's been, yeah, he's been overhearing me. Well, because he goes to to lots of shows that Wild Bills are at as well. So he's been overhearing our conversation and just like as he's walking past <laughs> and just like, by the way, oh, are you talking about Wild Bills? <laughs> did you know? And I'm like, oh, I didn't. Now I sound smart. Like I was the one who did all the, the legwork or research or, or convos. And I, uh, I assure you, I did not. I'm outing myself as being an imposter. Well, I mean, hey, the extra notes help. No, I'm I mean, glad. I I'm it. glad that we can, we can, you know, piecemeal together. Yeah, because I mean, I can only do, I can only do so much because I like I have like my notepad in one hand, the pen in the other, trying to listen. Well, there's only so to... much that you could have done, like because because yeah. I was with you when you did your interview, and you had a you had an interview. It was a it was a shorter interview because any time that folks are spending doing an interview is time that they're not spending like 
selling. <laughs> and so yeah. company, folks got to sell. Yeah, absolutely. It's expensive so, to be on floor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And their mugs came in. Uh, I mean, of course, I got the blue mug because that's my thing. Favorite color and all that. Yeah, the blue they one had, was pretty. They had blue, they had red, and they had, like, chrome metallic rainbow-ish. Yeah, I like the chrome metallic rainbow. And then I think they just have, like, regular metal. It's, like, regular. <laughs> regular color. Regular color. The blue and the red, yeah. Unless you meant, like, gray or something. I don't I Yeah, I know. meant, like, silver. Like Oh. Oh, yeah, you're right. It was that. silver. <laughs> it was, like, it was they, they, sell, they sell just metal-colored metal. <laughs> I'm trying to like come up with a color that isn't just like metal. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I believe the other appointment that I had. Don't worry, I promise we'll get we'll we'll let Mink uh, talk about what she did because you did a lot. I did a lot of things, but that didn't and really I kick say in. Say that they were very exciting things. Oh, they were absolutely were. I mean, because it, it your stuff didn't kick in till. No way! You nope, had a nope. I did stuff on. I did stuff every day. I had something fun happen every day. Every day. Yeah, ha ha! <laughs> that was lovely. Um, but I also stopped by um this company called Dakani Audio, which was um there to help share and like promote um one of the things that they do, and so I mean like. Through the course of doing this podcast, I've slowly become, I won't say, like, I, I will say, like, a novice audiophile, like, audio junkie, like, all up in, like, oh, give well, me the you fancy. you mean P-H-I-L-E, not F-I-L-E. I was like, you're an audiophile? Like, are you a, a dot wave? Oh. Oh, I understand. It's clicking. It's clicking. <laughs> I'm just too quick for you on this a Sunday night. <laughs> yeah, damn. Good God. Eh, gotta keep it entertained. Um so I would all I would just all all be up on like give me like the fancy mics for my podcast. Like I've got a pair of really expensive, fancy, like music industry level like uh, headphones on right now. Oh me too. And then I like got them um custom modded out so i have these like little covers on them that have um <laughs> it has my like fan art on it <laughs> oh my god they're really cute yeah i have like a chibi me um on <laughs> one of the covers i have my hedgehogs on one of the other covers oh my god and then when i don't want to have the microphone headpiece i have like a, a cap for that too <laughs> I yeah. will tell you right now, I've I've tumbled down the rabbit hole of accessorizing my expensive electronics. Oh God, me too. It's so like, fun. It is, and then it's all costly when you get addicted to freaking stickers, and you want to deck out I your know. laptop. And... I know. I actually like. I wasn't going to TwitchCon. I would have spent some of my coin this summer on seeing if I could upgrade the fans in my desktop to be rainbow led fans like i saw them at pax and they look so pretty yeah so we'll definitely get to that um (laughs) like the booth presence no this is great this is great but dakani audio was they're an audio company they specialize in 
cover for your ear for your headphones, more so the ear padding. And interesting. Honestly, That's good to know because I shred because, ear padding. I think I have like spiky ears or something. I mean, I know my ears are pointy, but like I must have micro spikes because I shred the padding. So frequently. That's the thing that they were getting on about. Yeah. So, um, because they want to make sure your headphones have a comfort, like long usage. Because obviously, I haven't ran into that problem yet. Because I <laughs> imagine at some point, uh, you will. These, these pads, they're going to start to go bad. But that also surprised me a lot that, you know, my brand, the Audesi headphones, um, I thought they were, I thought, <laughs> I thought they were a little bit too high end to work with their like like ear pads no they do they work with them they work oh, with them awesome. logitech sennheiser um i actually emailed them if because they said they would uh like hook me up with some samples because they use so their padding would use memory foam uh sheepskin like high-end leather all this kind of stuff are we um, still talking about headphones or are we talking about a couch no it really feels like you're talking about a couch. No, the the pads are made out of memory foam. It's made out of genuine Corinthian leather. Sheepskin sheep leather. Skin. I would look at their website and looked at the shop catalog. <laughs> I saw sheepskin, moleskin. <laughs> now available at Bob's Discount Furniture. <laughs> um, yep, they gave me backstory that. Not surprisingly, uh, an audio engineer founded the company, um, and they basically wanted to essentially let gamers know that, you know, obviously, mostly on, like, the PCN, like, you go you go all in on your desktop, you go all in on, like, your special keyboards and your mics and your LEDs and your RGBs. Why not customize and go all in on your headphones so that they don't crap the bed at some point? And got a point. <laughs> This is how I get upsold on everything. It's like you spend all this money on your monitor and on your why don't you spend more money on? And I'm like, oh my God, this is how they get me. This is how they and get me. And your graphics card and then the fans. I need then... a new graphics card, actually. I spent all my money on a processor and getting a good processor. And then I was like, I don't need a proper graphics card. I can just get like, you know, you know, low tier graphics card. It'll be fine. And then I won. I run one AAA title game, and I learned that I needed a new graphics. Cue the card. narrator voice. It was not fine. <laughs> oh, it was so sad because I was. I like did the Control Alt Delete to see like why is my game lagging so ridiculously? I have it on like all of the lowest settings. Oh no! And I'm looking, and I'm like, everything looks like it's fine. Everything looks like it's fine. And then I look over at my graphics card. And it wasn't that my graphics card was at 0%. It was at 100% usage. And it, I was just looking at a straight line at the very top of its capacity. I was like, ah, there's the problem. Ah, the problem has been solved or wow. found. The problem has been found. We are a far cry from having the problem be solved. Yeah. Um... So Good thing I... computer parts are super easy to get still. Oh, yeah, yes. right? Sarcasm is fun. Oh, uh, yeah. So before I go into the games that I played, because they didn't really kick in until, like, Friday, Saturday. Okay. Um, I was very surprised. 
I mean, obviously, Paxi's had their, like, you know, new rules, like, all masks and all that, and... Mask and backs. Yep, mask and backs. Um, I was very shocked at how easy it was to walk around the con. Well, yeah, it was... um, Some of the major players weren't there, so we didn't have Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft. No. So they Um, didn't exhibit... Because I, I think it, it was related to the pandemic. Um, and then on top of all of that, I think the venue itself, or rather PAX itself, decided that they were going to have uh, reduced attendance. Limited, reduced, and resu- re- capacity, yeah. Exactly. So if everything was reduced in size and scope, then it meant that it was just fewer people to you know, clog the hallways and the hallways were wider. So you really felt like you can walk around without it being like too obstructive. Which was a giant far cry from all the times I've been to New York Comic Con. Jesus Christ. Did you go to New York Comic Con this past um no. This past fall? No, I, I don't I mean I definitely mentioned this before in past episodes, but I don't see myself going to New York Comic Con uh for the foreseeable future. Uh, Unless I mean it, it I'd have to room with with, bleh, I'd have to room with friends. Yeah, that's pretty much it. My my family issues can't stay with them anymore. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean it, it's move. always expensive <laughs> trying to get a hotel um, close to the Javits Center for New York Comic Con because I mean like the cost of a hotel room in New York City. For a four-day convention is no joke the cost mm. of my rent for a month. Oh, God. Yeah, so I, I believe it. That, to me, feels like I'm probably not going to be going to too many New York Comic Cons. I do love it. It's one of my favorite conventions. But oh, sure, the last yeah. time I went was in 2019. It was a wonderful time. I had a great, great time. Same here, I believe. But there was actually a hot minute where I was overstimulated. And for me to get overstimulated a con, that takes effort. Like for me to be in, it was in the expo hall. I basically couldn't go into the expo hall at any point um, at New York Comic Con because it was just like, it was so overwhelming. It was just so much. I was like, I need to not be here right now. Um, And I yeeted out of there really fast. Yeah, I think that's, I don't think I saw you that year. No, because I mean, like, outside of being at like the cosplay hotspots at New York, um, I was mostly there to compete at the um, championship of cosplay. Oh, yeah, um, I remember. Yeah, I, I like placed and everything. I think I got like second place you in were, my division. Was it Aloy? Yeah. Yeah, my memory's good. Okay. <laughs> I'm not losing it yet. <laughs> yeah, my memory. I'm sitting here. I'm like, I think I got second. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. That was in 2019. That was practically a lifetime ago. Yeah, Jesus. Oh, my God. It was... I'm actually going to be making a new Aloy this month. For for her recent outing? Um. Yeah, and because uh, my buddy Grinning Hazard and I are going to be going to visit um, Gorilla Games, like, their headquarters. No so, way. Yeah. Like they just invited you out? Well, they invited him out, and then he oh. 
Well, okay, okay, I should clarify. Um, so Grinning Hazard looks like the spitting image of one of their characters. So he does. They, I think they technically they invited both of us, but they he's the point of contact. Ah. So when I believe, that, I believe when... his words were that they invited him and they said, please bring your Aloy with you. <laughs> okay. Wow. So that's there you go. I think that means I've been invited. Okay. Where, I believe I believe that means I have been invited. Where are they based? Oh, that is a great question. Gorilla Games. I'm letting I'm letting Grinner do all the travel planning. I don't I don't like travel planning. Oh, is that so? You mentioned before that you're going to TwitchCon. In yeah, it's the same trip. Amp yeah, because they're based in Amsterdam. Okay. Yeah, then wow. that tracks. I didn't want to say Amsterdam because I wasn't 100% certain, but I was like, I'm pretty sure they're in Amsterdam. But you know what? Saying I don't know means that I don't have to commit to an answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a legalese moment right there. Yeah. Don't guess. If you don't know 100%, then just say, I don't know. Yeah. No, I actually got to meet and spend time with Grinning uh, alongside you and a bunch of your. Mostly like people from your Twitch community, and it was yeah, it was really, it was my it Twitch was fan. Freaking freaking rad! Like I don't know, it's just great meeting people that I've only seen their username for. So I was like, oh, you have well, a that face. was the best part, right? That was the best part was was at Pax introducing people by their Twitch handle. Yeah, because I know everybody's real name at this point. Like, you know, my, my Twitch fan, my, my, my core, like, yes, there are people that come to my stream that I don't know as intimately, like, or I'm like learning their, their more about them as, as yeah. we go through the streams. But there are some folks who have been showing up since before I was a VTuber. Like, you know, there are some folks that I've known uh, forever and ever and ever and then actually there were a couple of people who have only met me as a VTuber. So this was like their first time seeing me IRL or like see even seeing like a picture of me. So that was kind of cool. Mm, yeah. I hope I lived up to their expectations. I'm sure you did. Yeah, I'm sure it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great because then it was like, oh, you guys actually know each other. Like that was that was a common phrase that came out of my mouth over PAX was – Oh, like, hey, it's good to see you. Uh, have you met so and so? Actually, yes, you have. You know, literally, you know each that other happened. Virtually. What was that? Like Thursday or Friday? We were sitting with one of your other Twitch friends, Lacey. Oh yeah, yeah, Miss Face. Yeah, yeah, Face. Yeah, and um, it was like, yeah, like like other enforcers were popping by, and like, oh my gosh, I know you from this and this. It's just like, what is this world? Well, it's, it's, they're starting to go around a rumor that I know everybody at PAX, which is, I'm going to go ahead and say a false rumor, but um, PAX is this beautiful intersection of a lot of my hobbies all rolling into one beautiful, beautiful ball of convention. It so really, yeah. I have a lot of my LARP fam comes to PAX. A lot of my um, Twitch fam obviously comes to PAX. A lot of my cosplay fam comes to PAX and a lot of my like historical reenactment fam comes to PAX. So if you're in any one of those spheres, 
and oftentimes there are folks who are in multiple spheres. It just looks like I know everybody because, you know, there'll be my LARP crew hanging out and then I'll find someone from my Twitch crew that, you know, they'll be like, oh my gosh, like, how do you know each other? I'm like, hey, I know each other. We, we follow each other on Twitch. Like I watch their channel or like, you know, uh, I think in your instance, you saw some folks from like my, my historical reenactment fam like come come and you know join the chat and then i was like yeah let's yeah, talk yeah. about let's talk a bunch of, about a bunch of like sca politics for a hot minute <laughs> oh my god yeah that was that was nuts oh it was great but again it was it, it was, was all carefully orchestrated to make me look good and i promise you i don't know everyone at pax <laughs> but i'd like to know everyone at pax i got to meet a lot of very cool people and oh yeah i immediately I reached too, yeah. out to them because if they were super cool while at the con, I imagine they are super cool while they're not at the con. And I suffer from very severe con brain where I say I'm going to message someone and then I might forget. So yeah, to that my forgetiveness. I don't blame you. I will just immediately message them so I don't like crap the bed and forget to do so. Yeah, I think that happened with Pasha where she just got so slammed and busy with like <laughs> running around as melania i believe that's i kept saying melania but i think it is melania i thought it was pronounced melania i don't know what it is I mean, i'm taking I'm not, your advice i don't know i don't i don't know i'm not part of that phantom i just it looked nice yeah. <laughs> i mean half the time i was like if it's a cosplay i don't recognize it's probably from like league or it's apex or something you know like i was yeah. like i don't know this one i bet it's from league Speaking, well almost, almost a good segue um but just to quickly mention that we meant that you talked about before how um the big players that we would usually see at pack they were not there um i believe discord and intel they had some of the biggest booths they very much did um tiny build also had this like carnival -esque. oh i really liked their carnival it I was very cool it. To i look should at. have i didn't walk through it at all well here's the thing if you're not interested in what they're selling then you're basically just going through the though, experience yeah. but if but like a lot of times for some of these larger booths there's like a line just to get in and if you're not interested in what they're selling it's like okay i guess i'll just like walk the perimeter then Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I did that a lot. Um, yeah. Oh, I think all of us at some <laughs> point, you have to walk the perimeter just to, like, see what's up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like passing through the the PAX Arena booth with all the eSports computers and then the very weird and bizarre Excedrin booth that was, like, right next door. The Excedrin booth is great. Hold your tongue. Okay. So, <laughs> the Excedrin booth had these mascots for Excedrin that were like it looked like they were straight out of like a Fortnite kind of ripoff game it was fantastic oh, I loved no. it yeah. they had a robot dolphin like <laughs> say no more it was so good but what was important about the Excedrin booth is they were like actually taking care of people like the line for their booth was like a line to get massages Oh my so, god. So like yeah, did you not see the massage table? You missed out. <laughs> no, I don't think I did. I just 
like I, I was just, in full cosplay, saw, I just, so I wasn't gonna do it. But like, I I just I was saw tempted. people like lining up and like you know how some of those dudes will be like scan your badge to see if you win a pride. They no, were, no, they, I mean I'm sure they were doing that too, but the yeah, line did, was yeah. very much for back rubs, like, and they had a straight up massage table, like. They were doing oh a good God. job to, re- you know, alleviate pain. It's I, like I, something yeah, yeah, Excedrin okay. does. Yeah. All right. Um, I was a fan. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. Uh, other booths that were there. I mean, you had your common, uh, like, like, video games. New York had a booth for their stuff. Uh, gaming Outfitters. I bought some coffee talk pins over at Sanshi's booth, which was very nice. I mean, Sanshi always has a good presence. Like Sanshi, Tea Turtle, like they all oh, yeah. have good presences at PAX. I bought a Kingdom Hearts scarf that is now part of my daily attire. I've become a scarf person and I love it. Um, I bought a PAX shirt because your friend Miss Face was sharing off all of her PAX merchandise and it kind of got me interested. Thank God I didn't go overboard. I just got the shirt. And <laughs> um, I ended up buying a capture card online because I couldn't find any vendor that was selling any, which was a little bit of a... Yeah, that part was confusing because I was kind of expecting to buy more things that were like related to computer parts. Yeah. And there were a lot of companies that sell computer parts, like showing their wares but it was like they were showing their wares with regard to demoing games which makes sense but i'm like okay but i just wanted to buy stuff i wanted to buy computer parts like let me buy it and then you ship it to my house that's just well i mean if you wanted to buy it and have them ship it to your house then you should buy it online i was more like let me enjoy the fact that i can purchase it now and have it in my grubby little hands okay well no i'm at my leisure i'm just no i was just i was just thinking of the fact that they probably could have should have had stuff like processors or or graphic card but i'm like i'm like for all we know they did and we just didn't look hard enough like that's that's a thing i think they did have graphic card there um you wanted a stream deck no you didn't want a stream deck you wanted um the elgato capture card you wanted a capture card yeah I got it. It works well. I had to do some research and troubleshooting. The only issue that I'm seemingly having is it's when I stream off of my PS5 through the capture card. Um, on my stream screen on the laptop, it looks fine. Yeah. But on the TV, sometimes it glitches out. Well, and that's, like, why, that's why I keep telling you that, you know, you, you could. <laughs> you could stream. From your PS5 onto directly onto one of your computer monitors. I know you don't like that, but that is a thing you could do. I, no, no, no. You're right. You're right. Like I can. I mean, like I could just. I think the issue for me is that like, I don't want to. If my screen was bigger, I could probably deal with it. But because my MacBook Air is a 13 inch screen, I don't know if I could handle looking at a tiny ass screen. Yeah, that's fair. I'm I'm like I I have until I don't know, this past summer, I have just been 
playing games on my laptop and now I have like a dedicated desktop where one of my monitors is like a beautiful, nice and big curved monitor. And I just love playing games on that because the curved monitor has helped me reduce eye strain so I can play for longer. Oh, nice. Very nice. And also, I mean, it's not like a huge curve, but it's ever so slightly more immersive because, you know, my peripherals are slightly more engaged. Yeah. And I got some good peripherals. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was just thinking about, like, I wouldn't think that, like, if they were selling computer stuff at PAX, I was thinking, would you really want to carry a monitor all around PAX? <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. Um, but some people did, yo. Like some people did. Or like a PC desktop tower? Or, I, don't I don't know if they were selling towers. I don't know. That would be a, a tall ask. I mean, they did have a baggage check place. Yeah. But the lines for that, I can't imagine. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I'm going to be streaming off of my PS5 again on Tuesday. And, nice. I mean, if I can't figure... If that screen stuttering, glitching on my TV keeps happening, I may just have to live with just playing on a monitor. PS5 on my laptop and yeah. take in your suggestion and try to... Right, well, because at that point, your your laptop isn't having to do any of the processing. It's just the screen. You're you're just using it as your television at that point. Yeah, I mean the switch. This I was doing the switch uh, yesterday, and it yeah. it ran beautifully. Oh, good, 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 good. Like like no no screen tearing, stuttering. Oh, the, fabulous! On the switch, so that's good. I I it had to have been because of how much dang power the ps5 is like outputting maybe that that's my only guess because i mean the switch isn't a beefy machine no the switch is notoriously fine let's put it that way it's it's fine it, it gets the job done well it's not like nintendo is putting out anything super graphically complex that the switch can't handle it i don't know if we don't think they even ever cared they just wanted to make fun games well, yes, they want to make fun games, but like, yeah, they've always been very good at working within the confines of their processing. Oh like yeah. Even exciting games like uh, Breath of the Wild have a lot of very unique and interesting graphical shortcuts. There are some really fun YouTube videos about that. I might have spent an obscene amount of my time watching them. Ooh. <laughs> it's, it's just fascinating. I like listening to how companies take shortcuts. It makes no, me feel no. better about all of my shortcuts. <laughs> if the big guy can do it, then I can do it too and feel no guilt whatsoever. Oh, I'll still feel guilt. It's just, <laughs> it's just nice to know that, you know, they're the, these these big old companies are also taking shortcuts. Right. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I mean, honest to God, now that I'm looking at it, because, I mean, I don't want to take up too much of your time, because I'm thinking in my head, like, if we're going to do a part two, maybe then I can talk about all the games that I played, but, because, I mean, we still got to talk about, um, cosplay-wise at the con, um, don't forget panels. That, yeah, well, that too. Cosplaying and then into your panels because cosplay-wise, I mean, you wore a cosplay every single day. Oh, gosh, yes. Bless your heart. I couldn't do it. 
Um, yeah, but I also all... live close, so it makes it a little bit more convenient. Oh yeah, you can. Yeah, like I mean, I I you, would you, still you, wear you... a different costume every day if I didn't live close, but it made it easier for me to wear kind of bonkers costumes. Oh yeah, um, all of yours were Pokemon based. Um, yes. I saw. I mean, Larcy had a Pokemon cosplay when she went the one day yep. with her and her SO. Um, Elden Ring had a presence. Genshin Impact had a presence. I saw a couple of Kingdom Hearts three swords running around every now and then. A lot of Mandalorians. Yeah, I, I think I saw a Kingdom Hearts Mando cosplay. You did. Like, Ooh, <laughs> that's a mashup. <laughs> yeah, she's mashup. great. She she um three D printed her Keyblade in like sixteen parts and assembled it so cleanly. It was very oh. very precise. Oh my god, that's so rad. Um. Danielle De Nicola was wearing a beast of, I guess, an Intel gaming PC as a cosplay that she made over at the Intel booth, which was insane. Because she did the same thing, I think, the year uh, everything went to shit. Uh, with, um, I believe she was working for the Acer booth with their like Predator line of PC like gaming stuff. Um, that was at PAX East 2020. But she similar, did a very similar outfit for Intel this year. Uh, it was badass. Um, Genshin Impact had a presence. Um, I also got to meet uh, Jessalyn Cupcake in her various... I mean, I only got to talk with her and take a picture with her in her one of her uh, Tiny Teeth on Wonderland uh, cosplays. But then the other two were uh, Tiny Tina variants. Because she loved Borderlands mm-hmm. a lot. Because, um, um, oh, excuse me, <clears throat> uh, Gearbox had a presence. I'm trying they to did. They had, um, they had bought out a company. So they had shown their, you know, that company. I can't remember what it was. Um, and then they had um, released the uh, Tiny Tina Wonderland uh Yes, it I, was it a DLC or no? It was its own game. It was and, its own game. Yeah, and so having just freshly launched that, they had to you know hype it up. Oh yeah, but Gearbox has always been very good about their um, community and just doing stuff for oh, cons yeah. for the fans. So I was not surprised to see their huge presence. I was not surprised that they were still like an exemplar in what. A game company should look like at a con they're fantastic yeah yeah absolutely um what i'm trying to think because those are the only franchises that popped in my head uh, in terms of like who was there at pax i mean larcy did mention that there was a uh, a giant assassin creed group of every single protagonist and she had to be in one of the photos so you had every single Assassin's Creed protagonist, and then a Leafeon assassin. Assassin's Creed Leafeon, which was, in all fairness. Yeah, it was great. A um, lot, lot of weaponry in that outfit for her, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and there goes the rest of my coffee. Um, so, talk about... So the stuff that you brought. So you wore 
Parasect on Thursday, and then it was just full-blown Pokemon for the rest of the weekend. Yeah, I wore Growlithe for Friday. That was more of an armor build, but there was a lot of intricate sewing pieces in that as well. Um, I had brought my Trubbish costume on Saturday, and a couple of folks had also made Trubbish costumes alongside me, so we kind of all like rolled together, which was very sweet. Yep. And then on Sunday, I wanted to keep it a little bit low-key so I could actually attempt to demo some games over in the um, various indie game areas. So um, <laughs> I brought my Cubone. Okay, yep. So as far as as far as things go, like of course I kept it Pokemon all the live long day because that's what I do. Um, it was fun. I got to hand out my collectible business cards as per the usual, which after two years of not doing it, it was a wonderful uh, return to form. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, because I wanted to touch upon this, and I'm probably going to ask everyone else um, when we do a part two with some of the other people that I had in mind. But, um, so I would, I would see you from time to time post about, uh, going to other cons throughout this year, last year, like while the pandemic was still raging on. And the thing that I gathered and Larky mentioned this to me also, um, when we were hanging out, there were a lot of low key cons, low key slash very localized, small in venue. Oh, that's what you mean by low-key. Yeah, they're... Um... So what did it feel like? Because for me, this was the first kind I'd been to since the pandemic started. Gotcha. And I got very emotional because it was great to see you and everyone else. that I essentially haven't seen my friends in two oh, years. Oh, it's great to see you too. Yeah. So how did it feel um, for you having done all of these small size conventions like in between and then just going back into I guess the big gun to the big boys and turn to like the convention scene it was interesting I feel like I was having a bit of a crisis of faith at these small cons not that the small cons weren't fun they were but because they were small it just felt like I was especially at these small cons that I attended I was also working um at the convention. So it's, I haven't, PAX is like the first convention that I've been to where I wasn't working per se. Like I, technically I was, but I wasn't working the same way I was at these small conventions where I had like a table and I, a booth and I was working the whole time. Um, so the small conventions have been very fun, but they've been a lot of work because I've been, you know, doing table and, and, you know, really trying to, to hustle or to help out or like sure. in some cases it's been to like raise money for charity. Um, so it's, it is, it's work, you know, like, and uh, I usually am, am super spent and super exhausted. I never got to spend quite as much time hanging out with all the people that I want to hang out with because at the end of the day, I do still have a job to do. And I take my job very seriously. I like to be a workhorse. I like, like when I show up to do a job, you are getting my 100% commitment to do that job. Like at one of the conventions I went to fairly recently, it was a uh, wicked con. One of my friends was like, Hey, do you want to go off and take photos in this costume? And I was like, listen, I appreciate it. And I really want to, but I do have a job to do. So I can't leave this booth unattended for such a long period of time. Like maybe we can do it later, but I can't do it at this con. 
Right. Um, and I always feel bad saying that. But again, I, when I'm there for a job, I have to do that job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so PAX was the first large scale con I've been to since the pandemic had begun. And it was, as I said, the first convention where I wasn't doing like hardcore working 24 7 working at the potential we had i was i was still a special guest and i did still work uh but i only had to work like grand total of like three to four hours all told Mm, probably closer to five probably closer to five (laughs) well because i'm i'm referring to how after after my panels um with my cohorts oftentimes you would um hang out afterwards and be like like outside of the panel room and answer questions, more which to me Q&A. is more fun than it is work. Like the real stress is the work that goes into making the slide deck and everything and actually doing the presentation. Sure. And then when I, when I get to go off the cuff and improvise, that's when I do my best. That's, that's when I have the most fun. <laughs> so like one of my panels had so many people that wanted to ask questions afterwards and just kind of like talk about the content that the enforcers at the convention gave us a spillover room literally just for that purpose. And we wound up spending another hour doing like effectively was, a second panel. And it was very fun. Yeah, I would was, argue I had more fun doing that. It was for the v, <laughs> yeah, it was for the VTubing panel. Wasn't that's it? right. Yeah. That's right. That one was, that one was probably the one that I was the most stressed for. Um, so I did a total of three panels. Uh, one of them was about cosplay tools. And I wasn't as stressed for that one because I was just a panelist. Um, I wasn't the moderator. The VTubing panel, I was both the <laughs> panelist and the moderator because it was my idea. And I had uh. tapped some friends to come join me um, as experts in the field uh, for their particular thing that they were expert in that I <laughs> needed experts in if that makes sense because i can't be an expert in all of vtubing right right (laughs) so that's too much so um so it was like one part wrangler one part you know project manager one part panelist one part performer like it was it was just that one i was just more nervous for because we had a lot of information in a very short time to deliver it in oh yeah Oh, so yeah. it was it was wonderful when it was well received and people wanted to talk more about it afterwards. That was like the biggest dopamine rush. I had such a good time and my panelists said were so amazing. Like at oh, some great. point I just sat back and was like listening to my panelists do like delivering their bit and I just like I'm sitting there like ah oh. They're so good at this. <laughs> like I was like, oh, I hope I'm as good speaking as they are. They are <laughs> phenomenal. I'm loving this. Yeah. Um, and then the other panel I was in, I was actually, it was very serendipitous. Um, it was a panel about using your hobbies to like be a better part of your community by like raising money for charity. And I was not on the original billing for this panel. I guess one of the people who was on the original billing had to drop out unexpectedly. Like, I don't think they were even at PAX. And so like through the grapevine, uh, like a friend of a friend of a friend was like, "Uh, how about Mink? Like Mink would be a good panelist for this. And so I wound up, I met the moderator virtually. (laughs) And then, uh, you know, like, like 
through Facebook Messenger, we decided that I would be a good fit for the panel. And then, like, I met them in person the day before the panel for, like, 10 minutes. Oh, wow. And then, and then I didn't even – I met the panelists the day of the panel, like, at the panel. Oh, my gosh. Oh, <laughs> oh it was geez. great. But I meant, it meant that I wasn't stressed out about it because I knew that I was just, like, I was coming in to do my bit. There was no, like – prior planning that I had to do, no slides that I had to make. So I was, was going to ask you, you probably didn't have to prepare anything. I had no to... preparation and therefore no stress. And I should clarify, the only reason why I was stressed about preparation for any of these panels is because I made a life choice. And my life choice was <laughs> the week before PAX, I went to Disney World. This is true. This is true. Which meant that the week before PAX, I had to be all prepared for PAX. <laughs> like, I had to be prepared. Like, and a lot of people, like, when you do a group project, a lot of folks like to wait till the last minute. So, like, I wound up doing a lot of last minute things, like, between days of PAX. So, I was very, very tired. But, um, but like, I didn't get back to the Northeast until Wednesday night. And then I was at PAX like that Thursday morning. Oh, I was gosh. very tired. Oh my God. I was very tired and <laughs> I had to have a lot of stuff already planned and some of it wasn't fully baked yet. So I had to like do as much work as I could in the mornings or in the evenings when I was like basically brain dead from con. <laughs> so that's that's the reason why I was stressed. Normally I don't like normally I don't get too stressed out about doing stuff like this. It was only because I had kind of let that all be future Minx problem. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Whoops. No, I wouldn't take it back. Uh, I loved everything about PAX. I loved how my panels went. I loved how the convention went. I, I loved how Disney world went. Like it was, it was so reaffirming of all of the things that I love about being a cosplayer, about being a panelist, about being part of the nerd community. Oh yeah. And it was there was just something right about the vibe. Like when I go to these smaller cons, they are a lot of fun. But because they are smaller and they're like at most for 2 days, I don't get to really feel like I'm hitting my stride yet whereas sure. a large con with so many people, like so many friends that I got to like see for the first time in two years, it was just a really, really reaffirming uh, experience for me. I was just like, oh, oh, oh that's yeah. right. I am an extrovert. I forgot this recharged my batteries. Like <laughs> even when I was my most tired, my most run down, it'd be like someone would ask for a picture and suddenly it was like sunbeams and lollipops. It was just like everything I wanted in life. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can 100%. Um, but I will feel... tell you the secret to um, to preventing the post-con blues. Because I found out what the secret is. Oh, what's the secret? Because I've been suffering greatly. Yeah, of course it is. So the secret is to keep yourself uncomfortably busy. Like oh. the next night. So I talked so much at PAX that I literally lost my voice and everyone's like, Oh, are you sick? No, I lost my voice from just talking. Sure. Which was amazing. 
good. Uh, yeah. It's been a it's been a while since I've done that maneuver. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say it's been two years. I haven't flexed these vocal cord muscles in some time. <laughs> So yeah. despite that, the very next evening, I was streaming. I was, and everyone's like, oh, my God, aren't you exhausted? And I was like, yes, I am tired and I want to die. But I'm going to keep myself busy. I'm going to do I'm going to do my stuff. And then, you know, work came down on me pretty hard. And then I also decided that I was going to make an entirely new cosplay within the space of a week. So as yeah. I say, the yeah. solution to... Uh, post-con blues is to just like front load with yourself you're with so much stuff that brings you joy yeah. but keeps your mind busy yeah so i haven't had the time to be like oh i miss my friends because i'm on twitch with my friends or like i'm at uh, a local con like a, a local small con with my friends for a day right. like just because i can you know like yeah doing that kind of stuff has been very helpful yeah. Yeah. I know. I was actually just talking um, with one of my friends who helped uh, during that whole weekend in terms of looking after for the cats um, and also picking me up, dropping me off at the train station. Um, we're already talking about like, want to hang out uh, this coming next weekend. Oh, either, yay. Yeah. Either we hang out, get dinner, or possibly uh, go see the new Doctor Strange movie, which will be out by that weekend yeah so. i'm jealous i won't get to see it uh but i'm not that jealous because i'm gonna be at a larp and i'm excited about the larp <laughs> oh that's good oh yeah oh yeah i bet um so now i'm just thinking I'm gonna touch some grass touch some grass <laughs> listen today was the first day i like went outside in nature like in a long time because mm. I went outside for Disney World, but that is not nature. There is nothing natural about Disney World. Today was the first day I like touched real grass in some measure of time. And I'm like, oh, I understand why people recommend this now. <laughs> ah, is that what the sun feels like? Huh, weird. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, now that I think about it, to some extent, I did kind of try to keep, I mean... I didn't keep myself enormously busy right after past because I mean, like, right when this weekend hit, I was like, "Man, it's been a week. It's been a week. Like, I I was in Boston a week ago, like having the time of my life." But like, no, I got back to wanting to make sure I stayed on track, and like, I went to the gym on my gym days. Good for like, you. The following, legit, the following Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and um, I believe that was it. Like that was that was my extensive activity, like post packs because a lot of times it's just me at home working from home um being cooped up and letting my thoughts run wild about how much i miss everybody as i say well work from home will do that to you like you've got to like if you're working from home it's like even harder to get yourself oh, yeah. to break from the pattern of like being in the same space for a long long time like i at least have to like physically go to a place to work so i like i come to view my home as like yay nap place you know <laughs> like, oh my god ain't that the truth but like when i was in quarantine and like my home was also my place of work it was like i learned to have like 
the couch is my workspace. Like this very specific spot on the couch is my workspace. And I have to have nap space be somewhere different because, oh, my God, I'm so tired of being in workspace. You know, like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. So aren't we all said and done? Um, Packages with a blast. Like. Blast and a half. It was so good. Yeah. I mean, I know we both meant that, like, New York Comic Con does have, like, an awesome, like, point. Um, mainly for its extensive vendor hall, uh, which and I spend, very amazing cosplay. Yeah, and extremely amazing cosplay. Um, but I mean, just the fact of like either it's a combination of a lot of things for me with Paxi's being the first con I got my first media badge under my own content. Um, the fact that it's only a train ride away, and that I don't have to go crazy on like buying for gas or whatnot. Right, right. Um, and then, like, I get a lot of my. Sometimes I'll get lucky with some out of state friends, but I mean, I get to see a lot of my, like, Northeast, East Coast friends, like you and everyone else at the con. So that's that's a giant bonus. Because, um, like, I didn't. It wasn't too bad when I was spending each of my nights um, alone in my hotel. My hotel was very nice. Uh, <laughs> Good. Um, yeah, just got, I mean, I just made sure I had my laptop with me, got cozy, watched videos, and just, you know, just did what I had to do to relax. I had my cosplay book with me to read through, um, made sure I took more extra notes, but all in all, I'm already looking forward to next year. Um, me too. I'm gonna, I'm like already kind of making plans for what I want to do for next year. Yeah, I I've always been curious um about clearly panels are not mostly my thing. Cause I mean I had a planner, I had the package planner, I had all these panels like planned out and like meet and greets and possibly I only went to your panel. And I was just too wrapped up in the idea of, well, let me, I actually just want to hang out with my friend because, again, I haven't seen him in two years and I want to spend time with him as much as I possibly can. So that ended up being my main thing. But I'm, yeah, there were a lot of panels that I wanted to go to. I was very gutted that one of the panels I wanted to go to, I had a conflict with one of my, like, with the panel that I was doing. I was like, of course, they're. Back to back, like oh, no. <laughs> there's no prayer of a chance that yeah. I was gonna get. I was gonna finish my panel, and in 30 minutes, make it all the way across the convention center. <laughs> there was no, there was no prayer of a chance. Oh man! So I did feel bad missing one of my friends' panels because I wanted to see it really badly. But the good news is it was streamed, so I can still catch it by going to the uh, pack stream oh, and nice. checking their vods. Very nice. Oh yeah, I guess I could do the same thing too if I wanted to. Check yeah, out well, stuff like that I so, yeah. yeah. Some of my so one of my panels was the one the the one that uh, on um, on cosplay, well, um, charity and hobbies was streamed because it was one of the theaters that was streamed. Um, and then at least one of the other panels that I was in uh, had a couple of people record like the whole thing. 
And I was like, yeah, you like the person, one of the people who recorded it was like, I recorded the whole thing. Like, is it cool if I like upload it to YouTube? And I was like, yeah, you should (laughs) definitely like just make sure like you, you um, like tag us in it if you don't mind. And then like, you know, upload it to like the PAX Facebook group so that folks can see it. Cause I have a lot of friends who couldn't make it to PAX on that day. Or like, I had a lot of friends who just like couldn't make it to the panel who wanted to see like, upload it so their video is doing very well and i'm very happy (laughs) oh good good that's great yeah um well could i i just curious about how because i mean i i just assume that i imagine that you know the people at packages when they go for these um people that want to have a media badge oh oh, no no don't get in the wire what did we say no getting in the wire buddy no getting in the wire come on not me. Um, this is your cat. The me. <laughs> yeah, Kai's being a little curious. All the hanging wires, but um, I imagine like you know the people that when you apply for media like packages, I imagine they vet you to make sure that you're legit. So I would hope. I yeah no I'd hope so yeah, um. So I mean I was very lucky enough to get a media pass for this year so. I'm curious, basically, long. How would a like live cosplay bites episode recording go as a panel slot for PAX East? I'm very I have curious. No idea. I've seen some folks do live stuff. Yeah. Um, at cons before. I yeah. think it's going to be like the biggest hurdle, of course, is like what what is the advantage of doing it live other than like, you know, I'm just presenting the panel. Like if there's a way to get audience involvement, I always find that that's, that's the best part of doing that would like, have to those be kinds it. of things at yeah. a, a con. I, it, it I fully knowing that I am going to be going to a live recording of a podcast that I listened to in like a couple weeks. <laughs> well, I don't even know if they're going to use that recording, but I am going to a live showing of um, two folks who do a podcast. It's it's the dollop, if you are curious. It's a very funny podcast. I okay. live for it. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, I, it's definitely something I'd like to look into. I mean, I don't even know if I could... Like, would I find maybe fans of the show at the con? I mean, it's certainly a way to get fans. No, you're right. It is. So, I mean. I would say shoot your shot. The worst case scenario, someone, you know, in PAX says not this time. Best case scenario, you get to do it. So, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, shoot your shot. Yeah, it's definitely one that I want to look into. I mean, I have a year. You have a literal year, but you know it's funny. You got to set your um your alerts though because the window of time between when they are accepting panels and when panels get approved and locked in can be very short. Oh no, I agree. I actually I wound up um, contacting my um my panelists for the VTuber panel like very early. And being like, hey, would you guys be interested in this? Like, I'll need your information. Like, this is the information I'll need. And then um, 
like my panelists would be like, oh, so, so like, have you heard back from them? Like, what, what's the story? And I'm like, um, not only have I not heard back from them, it's because panels aren't even open yet. <laughs> and, then, ah. and then like this, the minute they, that I could submit, I did. And then of course my panelists were like, oh, have you heard back? And I was like, yo, the window hasn't even closed yet. <laughs> You're, you guys are just chomping at the bit because A, you're excited, and B, I, like, got you excited for this so flipping <laughs> early, and I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. that was on me. I I was too excited. I got, I, you know, started talking about this way earlier than I should have. Right. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would certainly, certainly need guests to be on a live recording because yes. I'm not... I, I mean, I've done solo recording episodes before, but no way in hell am I at that point where am I confident enough to do a solo episode in front of a live audience. Like, I feel like I would be stricken with stage fright. <laughs> I don't know if you'd be stricken with stage fright, but I think it would make a better show to have lots of different people show up because then you get some folks who are coming for you and some folks who are coming for your guests. Exactly. So yeah. I'm a I'm a big proponent of like, yeah, if you can if you can accomplish more with more people, then you should have more people. Yeah. It'll be way, way fun. Yeah, I, I mean definitely a goal I wanna try for next year. So that's oh, cool. Yeah, well, listeners, hold them to it. Yeah. No, legit. Like I'll probably like brainstorm ideas within the next couple of weeks. I don't know. Um yeah. And then you'll have to wait basically an entire year before you can actually propose it. <laughs> Plenty of time. Plenty of time. Um, Plenty of time. But I think this is a fantastic place to end the episode. Um, like I said, I'm pretty sure this will be like a part one intro. Well, not intro. Part one to my PAX East 2022 coverage um, with me and Mink. Um, I'm sure... Mink would be more than happy to get together again with oh yeah, all the I would other love people. to be part of the crew. Oh yeah, and then as Larcy always said, we have a derailing conversation. So, and that's oh, always. Oh, I was so focused today. You were. It was great. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. It's because um, I'm tired. Because I I really overloaded myself this week. Oh, the man. key to getting me focused. Make sure I'm exhausted. <laughs> Make sure you're, okay, note to self. I'll have to mail you some, like, I, I tired pill. I don't know. I don't know if there's such a thing as tired pills. I think I think I just always have tired pills. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but, um, Mink, where do they go? They want to find your stuff. Uh, you can find all of my stuff at Mink the Seder. I do try to make it very easy for you. So my Facebook, my Instagram, my Twitch, my Twitter, my Patreon, it's all Mink the Seder. All right. Very and easy stuff. <laughs> much like her, I'm also very easy to find on Twitch, Instagram, Twitter. Um, it's Blue Lightning Cos. Um, and don't forget to also... Um, Rate and review the show if you like it. It really does help a lot. Makes me happy. Gives me serotonin. Um, and yeah, just stay tuned for the next episode where I'll have a lot more people to gush about our time in Pax East. So I will catch you guys all in the next episode.